the Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. And today, we're going to be talking about... We got dragons still! We're still, still talking about dragons. Yeah. We're on theme, guys. This is episode three, I believe, of dragons. We're getting this down on the four, dragons. four, I think. Uh, we did the the colorful, the 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 clankies, and then the jimmies. Oh, this is four. Of this dragons. is four. Heck yeah, we're going on episode four. So, what kind of dragon are we talking about today? Talking about the dead Draco ones. Lich, dead ones, dead power, dead ones, undead. Technically, I suppose undead yeah. is a form of dead. Okay, okay. I think death. I don't. Uh, this is a very philosophical question. It's going to take us hours to get into this one. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have the energy for that right How now. How long y'all got? Now we're all sleepy, sleepy people tonight. Okay. It's Memorial Day as we're recording this, and I Shh. didn't You really going to put that shit. timer on how long it takes you to <laughs> get this I... out? I think they know by now. I think they know <laughs> we're very inconsistent. We appreciate you guys listening to us, even though we are garbage at Uber scheduling. inconsistent here lately. It's fine. It's all for fun. <gasps> oh. What? You mean I could have gone to bed? No, just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make any money off this, so I hope we're just doing it for fun all right. and, and being together. And a sense of obligation. Wait, uh, fun. Yep. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> all right. The Draco Lich. This is on page 83 of your monster manuals. You ever want to find it for yourself instead of just googling it on the internet? This dude, I want. Can you just start with the description of this dude? Um, like the visual, the dis- visual picture, a word picture, please. Um, imagine a dragon, but then it's just a skeleton. And it's just bones. Yeah, it's just bones. Moving skeleton. Yep, it's a dragon with bones. There's a little bit of like papery stuff to approximate wings. Um, I bet he flies with magic. Yeah, because it's definitely not with that. Um, <laughs> he yeah. flaps his bones. He flaps his bones and it produces lift. Nah. Okay, so let's get into it. Even as long-lived as they are, all dragons must eventually die. This thought doesn't sit well with many dragons, some of which allow themselves to be transformed by necromantic energy and ancient rituals into powerful undead Draco liches. Only the most narcissistic of dragons choose this path, knowing that by doing so, they sever all ties to their kin and the dragon gods. A Draco, mm. yeah, yeah. So they're dragons, and they basically road. become liches. Um, a Draco lich retains its shape and size upon transforming its skin and scales, drawing tight into its bones or sloughing away slough. to leave. No, Thomas no. loves the word slough. Yeah. Sloughing yeah. away to le- it's great when it's about skin too. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the worst. That's why. It's because that's what I always imagine it being about when I hear that word, and it gives me. I do it as well. I always I think, think of the same thing. Sloth, sloughing off, sloughing, sloughing. Yeah. I don't know. Either way. Ugh. Okay. Well, its skin sloughs away to leave a skeletal form behind. Stop it. Its eyes appear as glowing points of light, floating in shadowy sockets, hinting at the malevolence of its undead mind. Though many dragons pursue vain goals of destruction and dominance, Draco Liches are more nefarious than the most evil dragons, driven to rule over all. A Draco Lich is a fiendishly intelligent tyrant that crafts complex 
webs of foul schemes, attracting servants motivated by greed and lust for power. Acting from the shadows and actively plotting to keep its existence a secret, a Draco Lich is a cunning and challenging foe. So wait, it wants to rule everything, but also hush-hush about whether it exists or not. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, because it's a crime. It's working, you can rule from the background. Right. There are shadow rulers all the time, right. probably. Right. That just sounds more public, like politics than power. Politics is I power. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Power than <laughs> then raw might, I guess, it's, which is what I would associate with a dragon. But well, it's dead now, so that's so now hard. It's, po- po- it's dead now, so it's just a politician. Got it. <laughs> exactly. You have to be dead inside to be a politician. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Well, the end outside for this one apparently. Creating a Draco Lich requires the cooperation of the dragon and a group of mages or cultists that can perform the proper ritual. During the ritual, the dragon consumes a toxic brew that slays it instantly. The attendant spellcasters then ensnare its spirit and transfer it to a special gemstone that functions like a lich's phylactery. As the dragon's flesh rots away, the spirit inside the gem returns to animate the dragon's bones. If a dragon's physical form is ever destroyed, its spirit returns to the gem as long as the two are on the same plane. If the gem comes into contact with another dragon's corpse, the Dracolich's spirit can take possession of that corpse to become a new Dracolich. Oh. If the Dracolich's spirit gem is taken to another plane, the Dracolich's spirit has nowhere to go when its undead body is not destroyed and simply passes into the afterlife. So, so that's the secret to killing it, probably. Yeah, taking yeah. it to another plane. Yeah. So how do I how do I get a hold of this draught, this brew that will kill it in one go? <laughs> uh, you're gonna have to join a dragon cult. Yes. Man, that dragon has to put like a lot of faith in these people that it's found to do this for it. Because like, man, that would suck if it didn't work. Right. Oh, this would be a fun plot point where oh. you're. You're in a dragon cult, and you have to destroy. You're, but you're spies, and you have to try and break this dragon's ability to do it by fucking everything up. Yeah, you gotta fuck up the ritual. I like this sabotage. So you either sabotage it, you delay it, and I think the funniest thing would be like, "Oh no, I sent it to a different plane." Whoopsie. Whoops! I just banished. Can you banish items like a gem? Can you banish the gem and? Just time it just right. Banishment goes on objects too, but it only it re- comes back after a minute. So right, if it, so if it has to be in there a specific it. amount of time, yeah. Isn't it a bag of holding while. considered a different dimension? No, no, it's, it's a not. demi plane, I think. So yeah, maybe, maybe. So like, uh, ooh, we would just stick the gym in there right before. I'm pretty it. sure that wouldn't work. <laughs> it should work. Because you're rules. still on the material plane when you're yeah, holding but the, it. Inside the bag is not the material plane. I'd have to think about that one. That's yeah. hard. Okay. You could stick it in another bag of holding, and doesn't that create some sort of dimensional vortex that sends everything somewhere else? There we go. It does. There you go. <laughs> two, you just need two bags of holding. Oh, That's oh yeah. The key. Easy. 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 It, by the time you're facing a Draco Lich. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I guess you're introduced to him by being a part of his cult, I guess then if you're a cultist, you may not be that high a level. I mean, really, you could just like, like get 
be the person who's in charge of holding the gem and then just be like, oops, I lost, I broke the gem. It's broke now. <laughs> Whoops, I threw it in lava. Damn, why is his lair so close to a source of lava? Like, <laughs> or if it, if it requires, you know, very meticulously drawn circles or whatever, you know, cir- like Put, spell yeah, casting, so with circle. Spell yeah, casting. you just mess with the components. Yeah. Cool. I like so, it. So, let's talk about the build of these guys. The, because this is... This is really a template since it can be based on any um, types of dragons. Right, right. So, only an ancient or adult true dragon can be transformed into a Draco Lich. Younger dragons that attempt to undergo the transformation die, as do other creatures that aren't true dragons but possess the dragon type, such as pseudo dragons and wyverns. Oh, and probably dragon turtles. A Draco Lich dragon turtle would be bomb, though. I think dragon turtle, that's a true dragon. At heart, right? <laughs> it count, it's in tre- Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. It is there. Okay. When a dragon becomes a Draco Lich, it retains its statistics except as described below. The dragon loses any trait, such as amphibious, that assumes a living physiology. So, like, flying? I mean, yeah, I don't think that's one of them, but... Um, the Draco Lich might retain or lose any or all of its layer actions or inherit new ones as the DMCs fit. So this is like a fun custom build you get to do. Hey, I mean, cool. any monster can be a fun custom build that you get to do, but this is designed to be a fun custom build. Yeah. Um, yeah. Type. The Draco Lich's type changes from dragon to undead, and it no longer requires air, food, drink, or sleep. Yeah. Makes sense. It's undead. It now has resistant to necrotic damage. It has immunity to poison, and it retains any of the immunities it has prior to becoming a Draco Lich. The Draco Lich cannot be charmed, frightened, paralyzed, or poisoned. It also doesn't suffer from exhaustion. Um, and they are magically resistant. The Draco Lich has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. And that's that's the basis of it. So you start with a regular dragon, you drop those things, and it becomes a fancy new Draco Lich with some new abilities. I like it. I like it a lot. It's very fun. Nice. So does it have a... I guess it doesn't have a stat block. Well, you start with the stat block of whatever dragon. Right. So there is a template stat block here for an adult blue, but I figured we kind of already covered most of that stuff, so... Right, right. I don't guess there's any special actions that come with it, then? Nope. You can give it new layer actions or inherit new ones, but otherwise it keeps all of its attacks and stuff from being, you know, a live dragon. Right. They already have... It's not like a sorcerer that becomes a lich where all of a sudden they gain layer actions. It already had layer actions. It already had layer actions. It's already magical and ready to go. Alright. Yeah. It's just a little smellier now. Yeah. And a lot harder to, you know, permanently kill. To permadead. To permadead. Yes, it is. Well, cool. Though I'm guessing dragon corpses might be fairly hard, hard to, to come fun. by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how often does one die? It is immortal. It does have, like, a... Like, now it's got an issue with the fact that it can't communicate with its god, whether that's Tiamat or Bahamut, depending on 
which type of dragon, right? Yeah. 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 But I'm so, guessing, hopefully, it's still got some loyal cultists to cart it around and maybe listen for whispers of dead dragons or something. Yeah, like, take me to the nearest dead dragon, please. And, yeah, I think that's that's interesting in a nutshell, right? So, uh, I think it's for sure a handy design mm-hmm. or, or a handy creature to deal with. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could, um, like, to fight this thing, I've, we've already kind of proposed our option, which is to, like, break the ritual to, before To it prevent starts. it from happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then... I mean, destroying the body itself, like as long as you get rid of a dragon corpse when it's slain, it's fine. You could have a um, like a crew of magical like corpse cleaners for dragons, too, if the party doesn't take care of it. So you have to get up and like, uh, do you hear somebody finally killed that evil chromatic dragon in the northern part of the country? We better get up there and make sure that a Draculage doesn't take its corpse. And then there's like a crew that just is going and burn the bones to nothing and destroy it. <laughs> or anything like that. And then it just so happened something delays them and now they have to fight another Draculage. Now they show up and it isn't. Yeah. Huh. It's already taken over. So I think we've, we've kind of covered what we want to do with the bodies or what we would do with it. I think there's a you could have a conversation where like the dragon is very friendly and talkative and is just like, Oh, I wish to be buried in a dragon horde or whatever. And the group has to try and find like a dragon horde or something or something along that line. And, uh, this dragon is trying to convince them to take them closer and closer to the body of a dead one to take over. Like they, it's just in the gym trying to convince them to get them closer because maybe it's cultists had died. Maybe there was an incident and all of his Ooh, cult followers fun. have passed. And so this dragon has to be like a sentient being stuck in a crystal that seems like a nice dragon but isn't <laughs> a nice dragon and is trying to get taken around. And even like good dragons would still like want a corpse if they wanted to live forever, right? So I think you kind of have to figure out what what type of dragon this was before and what's their goal to live forever. Mm-hmm. They don't always have to be evil as described by the description. So they yeah. can just be like, well, my body was failing me, so I decided to take these bones up. But yeah. uh, a religious order of the undead stopped me, so now I can't protect this thing anymore. So I need you guys to protect it or something along that lines. Yeah, that could be fun. You could also get it, like, in a twisted way where a dragon thinks that they're, like, the solution to, like, saving the world or something. And they're trying to, like, I don't know, institute crazy government or something as a Draco. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that could so, be fun. All right. What magic item do we have? We have... We're going to dip back into Fitz... Not Fitz. Fizzbands. Fizzbands treasury of dragons uh, on page 26 and we're doing the dragon touched focus so nice um i guess to start a quick cover of what a focus is might be in order all right mainly tips tips from the dm tip give give me that tip zach because i don't know Alrighty. So a focus is a magical casting item. 
and uh, you can see that it describe it's described by multiple classes as like you need a spell casting focus. This could be this, this, this. There are customizable, endless customizations for it. Although some of them, like an artificer, will say you need a tool to cast through. Mm-hmm. Your DM will probably be like, you don't have to have a tool. Whatever you think best fits your focus would be fine. Uh, just ask them first. Uh, but a focus is meant to channel your magic through. So for a cleric, it would be like a holy symbol, which could also be like a paladin's holy symbol. Yeah. For a wizard, it could be a book. It could be a orb. It could be anything like a wand, a staff that they channel their magic through. And then... For a druids, it could be like something nature-based, like a cluster of blueberries or whatever. Uh, but the the focus itself is not necessarily magical. It has okay. magical properties, that, but it doesn't. That was my next question. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything. And so, what what its goal is though is it's to replace spell casting consumable items or spell casting um, ah. materials. So if it's like so like fireball or something needs like a bit of bat guano or something. You don't need bat guano if you have a spell casting focus because as long as it is not consumed by the spell, a focus can replace it. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So if you, if it says like, I need these particular items and you don't have a spell focus, you cannot cast it without those items. If you need those items, or if you have a spell focus, it substitutes them. But if the item says, like, let's say you're making holy water and you do, like, 20 20 gold pieces equivalent of silver or whatever, you cannot use a spell focus to uh, change that. If it is consumed, a spell focus doesn't count. And you can use anything as a spell focus. But but everybody knows that you make holy water by boiling the hell out of it. You could do that, but then in this case, it also needs about 20 pieces of silver or something yeah, like that. Yeah, silver to make it. Fine. Yeah. Fine. So when, I, so when I need a sprinkling of holy water as a paladin to do something, that is considered consumed, I guess. So that's... If it says consumed in the spell description, it's gone. I don't know. So you're... If you're sprinkling holy water on something, yeah, you have so many uses out of it. And the DM and you as a caster can kind of determine what's the volume and how many times you can use it. Yeah, we just don't deal with that. I just say that I buy holy water when we go to a town. (laughs) Yeah. And just inventory it, right? You buy your holy water. Um, There are um, so many things you can use it. You as the caster, this is your opportunity to come up with something creative for your focus so you can use it as you can come up with whatever flavors your character best i've heard of characters who uh they are um they have uh, dreaded hair and on their dreads are um beads and they have inscribed their spell focuses on that that's fun. Uh, interesting or you can even use that as a spell book because your spell book just has to be written, right? And it's embedded mm-hmm. into your hair. You can use it as long as something is written that you can interpret. Uh, but a spell focus can be a bead. It could be whatever you want to use as that item. Uh, but the only thing you have to remember is if you lose that spell focus in combat or if it's stolen from you or some other thing, unless you have the material components, you are not able to cast mm. if it requires anything. Like if the spell says like, um, like healing word requires a vocal component, right? You can say healing word and wave your hands around, but when it comes to anything that is material based, you have to have a focus. Oh, 
Gotcha. All right. Unless, I feel like, yeah, know. I feel like that's not a really a component of spell casting that I've really dealt with much. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's it's good when you're trying to regulate the action economy. Its goal is to be there so that you can't, like, I'm pulling out a weapon and everything. I'm like, well, how are you casting? Because you need your hands to use your spell focus or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's there in place to kind of fix that. Um, but it is also in place where you can kind of ruin things. So it, it very much depends what you're doing with it. Like, if you take somebody's focus, they're they're gone. Gotcha. All right. Well, with that background out of the way, uh, we're going to look at the dragon-touched focus. So, again, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, page 26. Um, this is a wondrous item, and then the rarity varies. Um, we'll get into why and how. Um, it requires attunement by a spellcaster. Um, so this wondrous item can be a scepter, an orb, an amulet, a crystal, or other finely crafted object. It typically incorporates imagery of dragon's wings, claws, teeth, or scales. So a scaly orb, I guess, if you want that. Um, Could it be like a dragon ball? A dragon ball. (laughs) Mm. What? Never mind. Um... How many balls did that dragon have? <laughs> Seven, dragon apparently. Dragon testes? Do what he? Yes. yes. Yeah, he was dragon thinking about dragon testes. That was the joke. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh... You're really on a ball thing today. Yeah. Me? What? No. This happened before recording, so... Oh. <laughs> sure. So, uh... A slumbering dragon-touched focus is uncommon rarity you have advantage on initiative rolls while you are holding the focus it can function as a spell casting focus for all of your spells so basic it is a focus when it is slumbering and then a stirring not not like it, it's it's coming awake a little bit but it's stirring is a rare um the stirring focus has a slumbering property, and it gains an additional property determined by the family of the dragon in whose horde it became stirring. Oh, so these are like items that have been sitting in a horde, and they're gaining properties by sitting within close range, in to, close that range magic, to a dragon probably. magic. Okay. So if it was in, if it started stirring in the horde of a chromatic dragon. Whenever you use a spell slot to cast a spell that deals acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison damage, roll a d6, and you gain a bonus equal to the number rolled to one of the spell's damage rolls. So, you get to add a d6 to your damage. If it was stirring in a gym dragon's horde, whenever you use a spell slot to cast a spell, you can immediately teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 15 feet of you. So Ooh. you get to use their uh, their little teleport that they, the gym dragons like to use nice. that we covered in the last episode. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, if it starts stirring in a metallic dragon's horde, when a creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes a saving throw, you can use your reaction to give that creature advantage on the saving throw. Oh, these are all so cool! Right? Like, that one's... Giving advantage on a saving throw is definitely a nice... (laughs) I mean, yeah. But... But also being able to teleport, teleport. especially for spellcasters, because sometimes like you need to be able to move to get to a better place 
to cast your spells. And mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. spellcasters like to kind of hide back out of the way. So being able to teleport is pretty good. Yeah. So that's that's for the stirring dragon-touched focus. Now we get to the wakened dragon-touched focus, which is a very rare item. The wakened focus has a slumbering and stirring properties, and while you are holding the wakened focus, you can use it to cast certain spells. Once the item is used to cast a given spell, it can't be used to cast that spell again until the next dawn. The spells are determined by the family of dragon in whose horde it became wakened. So I assume, oh, it's got slumbering and stirring. So you get all that stuff that you got when it was stirring. But now, if it wakened, which is fun because it could become stirring in one dragon's horde and maybe wakened in another, potentially. Seems doubtful, but potentially. Could happen. Could happen. Depends on how, how generous the DM is being. Um, but awake, if it wakened in a chromatic dragon's horde, um, you get the spells Hold Monster and Rhymes Biting, Binding Ice. Ooh. Rhymes Biting Ice, which is also straight out of Fizzband's treasury. Um, which is a 30 foot cone energy of cold, cold energy for 30 foot cone. So yeah, it basically shoots ice around you, and you take cold damage, and you can't move very much. Uh, constitution saving throw, three d eight cold damage, and oh yeah, it can't hindered, move at all. <laughs> hindered by ice formations for one minute. So hmm. hindered means it has its speed reduced to zero. Yeah, hindered has a speed reduced to zero. Yep. Um, and then on successful save, creature takes half as much damage and isn't hindered. That's a cool spell. So. Yeah, that's you you get that and hold monster if your dragon touch focus was wakened in a chromatic dragon's lair. If it was wakened in a gem dragon's lair, you get Rary's telepathic bond and Rolathem's psychic lance. Ooh, Ooh I like so that. I, al- I also don't know these. <laughs> I thought it was Rory's telepathic bond, but I could be wrong. It's spelled R-A-R-Y here, so... Interesting. Rory's. I'm gonna say Rory's. Like rare, like a big bad dragon goes rare. Rare. I don't know it. Um, Okay, the telepathic bond, you forge a telepathic link among up to eight willing creatures of your choice within range, psychically linking each creature to all the others for the duration. That's so cool. That's a lot of people to link together. Like, there are other telepathic ones, but none of them do, like, eight people, I don't mm-hmm. think. And targets can communicate telepathically through the bond, whether or not they have a common language. Whoa. And it's possible over any distance, so it can't extend to other planes of existence. Holy heck. Uh, they gotta have an intelligence score of two, at least. Oh, no, of more than two. Hmm. So they have to be not, I mean, a be- some beasts have intelligence scores higher than that. I was going to say, a lot of them have that. And then the other one you get for the gem dragon's lair for Awakened is Rolathim's Psychic Lance, which is a 
fourth level enchantment. You unleash a shimmering lance of psychic power from your forehead at a creature that you can see within range. Alternatively, what? you can utter a creature's name. If the named target is within range, it becomes the spell's target even if you can't see it. If the named target isn't with rain, within range, the lance dissipates without effect. The range is 120 feet. Dang, that's a nice spell too. Yeah. Um, the target must make an intelligent saving throw on a fail save. The target takes 7d6 psychic damage and is incapacitated until the start of your next turn. Uh, on a success, half damage, not incapacitated. Damn. That's, these are only 4th level spells too. Alright, so that's Wakened in the Gym Dragon's Lair, and now Wakened in the Metallic Dragon's Lair, you get Fitzpan's Platinum Shield and Legend Lore. Man, I don't know any of these spells. This is cool. Uh, learning new spells. Learning new shit. Well, it's all out of Fizzban. That's so. probably why I don't have Fizzbans. Um, Fizzban, uh, the Platinum Shield is a 6th level abjuration. You can create a field of silvery light that surrounds a creature of your choice within range. You can choose yourself. Uh, the range is 60 feet. The field shields dim light out to 5 feet while surrounded by the field. A creature gains the following benefits. A uh, creature has half cover. The creature is resistant to acid, cold, fire, lightning, and poison damage. The creature is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage. The creature instead takes no Oh, if, sorry, if the creature is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, the creature instead takes no damage if it succeeds on a saving throw, and half damage if it fails the saving throw. Okay, that's not bad. As a bonus action on subsequent turns, you can move the field to another creature within 60 feet of the field. Yeah, this is like a really baller shield of faith. And then the other one for the Metallic Dragon is Legend, Legend Lore, with his, which is 5th level div- divination. It's also, it's, it's in the player's handbook. Um, so, you name or describe a person, place, or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. Womp womp. The more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. The information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. For example, if you have a mysterious magic axe on hand, the spell might yield this information. Woe to the evildoer who ha- whose hand touches the axe, for even the haft slices the hand of the evil ones. Only a true child of stone, lover and beloved of Moradin, may awaken the true powers of the axe, and only with the sacred word Rugnog on the lips. So All right, you, so you gotta, get information about something. Hey, that could be give important. It to a dwarf. Yeah, if, especially if you're trying to unlock a specific type of item, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So that's what you get with a wakened dragon focus that was wakened in a metallic dragon's horde. I like it. And then the final type of dragon focus, dragon touch focus, is an ascendant, which is legendary. The Ascendant Focus has the slumbering, stirring, and wakering properties. In addition, when you cast a spell a first level or higher while holding this focus, you can treat the spell as if it were cast using a ninth level spell slot. Once this priority is used, it can't be used again until the next dawn. 
Wow. Just instant up level to ninth level. Beefy fireballs, baby. You or, would you would just use it for fire or whatever you know I you know I just think just of, level a fucking town with fireball ninth level ninth fireball. level that seems what what level are characters typically when they get a ninth level spell slot so I actually had this discussion today with a friend because I was like okay well there's an equation to do this I think it's seventeenth. But the way I always it, think it about it... It depends on what type of spellcaster you're talking yeah. about, too. If you're talking like wizard, though, it's generally whatever the spell level is, mm-hmm. times two minus one. That is the character level you access it. So, for example, you get... Um, you'll get the ability to cast uh what's the word i'm looking for fifth third level spells at level five so if you double the spell level making it six and subtracting one that's the level of which you get that spell unlocked Mm -hmm. wizards specifically so that means you get ninth level spells at level 20 seven oh ninth level at no 17 17 you added one Oh, I added one. Damn it. Unless you yeah. multiplied bad, but I don't I know. I did all the things bad. It's fine. <laughs> Tired. All right. But that's, yeah. That's heckin' so, cool. So, yeah, you get the wake and the stirring and the slumbering stuff, which, I mean, slumbering is... Yeah, I'll add up. Speaking of slumbering. <laughs> no, yeah. it's fine. It, yeah, it's fun that it's added. This is lots of cool... There's Thanks. a lot of potential there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But I feel like, as a DM, if you were going to put this in a game somewhere, it would you would only ever come across, like, one phase of it, right? Like, it seems doubtful that your players would be able to come across a slumbering one, a stirring one, awakened one, and an ascendant one. Yeah, yeah but why would you sure. need that? Right. Yeah, you, there's not like a bunch of these floating around. You yeah, get I one, mean, and the DM puts one in that's a you know appropriately leveled for the party. Yep, party. And you now you would say they're probably not killing that high tier of a dragon right at yeah, lower yeah. levels, so they wouldn't be past like slumbering, maybe. Right. Well, it doesn't say anything about having to kill the dragon to get it. That's true. You just have to steal it from it, technically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have it could have come from a dragon's lair at any point in time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's you're right. True. You could also like if you pass were it able down to, in the family or something, or able to beat a rival wizard or somebody that had this. You could exactly theoretically yeah. loot it from somebody very powerful if you managed to kill them, but it would be very hard to kill them if they had an item this powerful. So fair, fair. Exactly. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, you should talk into your mic. I like it. I like it a lot. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All what right. What do I have yeah, for a tip? Have? Yeah, for a tip. Yeah. Like... You tipping us anymore? I mean, you, you gave us a pretty good run through of a focus, but I gave you a tip of the focus, which is not bad. My so my thing today, I was thinking of talking to the mic. I am talking into the mic. No, no, you, you are so not. Much oh my god, I did, this mic sucks. I need to get a different mic. Oh you wow, yeah, I can check my waveforms. It is way yeah. louder when I do this. Okay, so I want to talk about my most recent shenanigans, which uh, I look forward to you guys playing this game. So I'm not going to give too many details about it. However, 
the way it's set up is I I have three sessions or parts to a or it's a three part campaign, and mm-hmm. each part is a different character. So mm-hmm. the way I kind of always preface this with people is I just say, hey, do you want if you want to play this game, make a character you've always wanted to play that you kind of have a general idea about how you feel about them, and then from there go and um uh just like put some background to it just be okay to get rid of it like or to let it go you can always bring it back into something else i'm not going to judge you for that but the biggest thing you want to think about is just something that you're not attached to like if you've thought about playing this character for a long time that has this backstory and all this stuff that that really makes it sound like he's just gonna die zach he is or she is (laughs) they're gonna die so and I, i i tell them that in advance i just say hey this session, there is a high probability that you will not make it out. Uh, you can do things to benefit the next party in the second session, and that's what we're going through. And so I, I want to give that idea to other DMs of just like, hey, not every character that somebody's going to play is clearly their final character in the game, right? Like, it could just be that if your party is complex enough or your plot is complex enough you're going to keep going through characters maybe hopefully they're not dying willy-nilly they're sacrificing themselves or something in some cases but the goal was that these people had the opportunity to know that their character is probably not going to make it but they can benefit their next character based off their decisions and so in this case these guys were able to come up with a resolution quickly and then after that what they did was they sent a sending spell off to warn the group coming next that way that they could kind of tell them what they knew and share that information so they have the opportunity to interact with their previous character that didn't make it and so whatever they left behind is helpful to them and it gives them an opportunity to contribute to the story my job as the dm was to take a bunch of notes to make sure that i left behind all the symbols they made and just kind of noted everything that's going on so that they feel like they made an impact when they return so you have run this already then I have ran part one of three. I have not <laughs> ran two of three yet. So I've ran part one multiple times. I am now ready to run part three, which is going or to part two. Yeah, we're skipping three. Now uh, we're going to run part two in a few weeks since I'm running part numbers. four. <laughs> Fuck you. I changed my mind. Yeah. My so, mind. yeah. So that, that's what I'd like to do with it is try to give it a, um, an opportunity for people to play multiple characters. Cause that's what I get stuck in with a lot of the time is like a DM. I don't get to play the characters I want to play because I'm constantly, um, running DM. a game or something. Yeah. But <laughs> this gives you the opportunity to go in with multiple characters and see how you like them and play test them yourself type stuff like that. So yeah, that's just I think that's I'm going part of that. my, I know that's part of my struggle is like, I suck with coming up with new characters but it's also like I don't do it that often, so don't really have too much practice. At and I it. think there's there's less pressure knowing that like, hey, I may only play this character a couple times because then because like sometimes like when you're thinking of playing a long, you know, to level twenty campaign, the character you build you're stuck with for mwah. a long time. It's gotta be mwah. yeah. And so you like really feel the pressure to get it right. Um, and so if you like, if you know, it's going to be a one-off or, you know, that you might die or whatever, you can just build a dumb character that you don't have to, you don't have to optimize or whatever. You can just be like, what if 
this was a thing and it makes no sense for like being a good character it's just fun thematically yeah. and that's it's it's a great chance to play with an accent you've never used before i i like the idea of having a a character that is capable of uh the idea I like is that the opportunity for you as a player to experiment with multiple things. The other thing I like is it's not a long-term investment, as you said. It is a short-term... I use this game more than anything to see how everybody interacts with each other. Mm-hmm. That's the main goal. And Before so, making commitments. Yeah, I, that's what I was asked to do. Somebody asked me, like, hey, are you, do you want to run a game session for us? And I was like, yeah, I can run a game session. That's not a big deal. Like so, if you're gonna run a game session, like, would you be willing to do a long term game after it? I was like, maybe. Let's see how everyone gets together. Because if it's not gonna be a fun group, then I don't really want to hang around that often, right? So that's my mentality of it more than anything. So, so based on this suggestion, I have a uh, content. Kind of very light as far as content light goes. Light content recommendations yep, yep. for this episode is a, a website called Who the Fuck Is My D and D Character dot com, and yes, that's all spelled out: W H O T H E F U C K I S N Y D N D C H A R A C T E R dot com. I can't believe you committed to spelling out that whole thing. I did it. I did it just like a real podcaster. You were dedicated that yeah. damn more dedicated than zach is to speaking directly into his mic I my darndest bestest right now he has he has monitors everywhere and he has to look at them every time have, you put your cheek up against it drastic i'm singing drop. like a country star uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. do it but no. uh who the fuck is my D character gives you a random role. Obviously, I guess, you know, not safe for work or whatever, because it, it just throws fucking into everything. Um, but it's so, like, the one I pulled up, check this shit out. I'm going to be a fucking, and then here's the, the description anxious dwarf druid from the treeless forest who has never <laughs> had their hair cut. What's a treeless forest? I That's great. It. Shrubs, I guess. Shrubs. A shrub forest? It's from the shrublands. And then, the right at the bottom, it just says, give me a fucking another one. And I click it, and it. I'm going to roll the stats for a fucking diligent half-elk monk from a fake leper colony hiding a secret who believes in racial purity. Oh, okay. That sounds racist. That does sound racist. That's that's what you're playing a character. A Nazi. Yeah, I don't know if I want to play, like, genocide or anything. Okay, well, you'd have to have the power to do that. Um, But we're going to click on that sounds fucking terrible. And then we rolled a well-intentioned tiefling paladin from an underground city who has no other family but the party. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we used this recently to start, to just, like, be jumping off points for characters. Oh, definitely. It was like, I already know what race and class that I wanted to play, Mm -hmm. but I kind of wanted some background help to kind of have a little bit of, like, place to start my story from. And so definitely use this to help with that. 
but that story may be recorded for future podcasts, oh, so I'm not going to give anything away. Are we saying that? <laughs> are we? I mean, Zach can edit it if he doesn't want to say it. We're going to do it. I've already, I already hinted at it inside the... Um... The the episode notes. If anybody reads those, I don't even read those. I do to remember what we recorded last episode because I don't listen to the episodes. And I'm like, wait, what did we talk about last time? I listen to the episodes. I don't listen to. I don't read them. My voice is terrible. I'm sorry, guys. I don't listen to the episodes. But uh, I look back at the episode notes to see what we did last time because I have the worst memory of any human. False, but like, okay. Well, no. I have bad memory. I don't have the worst memory. There you go. Have confidence in yourself, dang it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, but there's I'm... actual health conditions for that, and I don't want to start implying that it's anything that bad. There you go. That that sounds a little more confident and less horrible of a person for you. Yeah. Alrighty. So, do we have any hints, tips, or content to talk about while we're here? The content was the website. All right, that's our content recommendation. I like that's it. No book. Um, no book. No book. We uh, haven't. We haven't been doing any reading. We've I been... have, but I'm not far enough into a book right now to recommend it. So nice. All righty. Well, with that, guys, say goodbye. Bye. Uh, socials. But yeah. Oh okay, shit! Bye. Social media. <laughs> okay. In my defense, for this microphone, the cable keeps pulling it away from me, so it's like slowly turning away. Oh, uh, maybe that's the issue. Maybe I really that's need it. To fix but like it. every time you turn your head, like you have it right now, it gets way quieter. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying to look at myself because I'm at a tiny little window in the corner. But okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where where can they find us, Adrian? They can find us on Instagram at Sweet Tea and D and D. Sometimes, almost never, I post memes on there, and sometimes I post that we posted new episodes, and that's what you can find on there. So, if you're ever on Instagram, look us up. I am on Instagram now. You are. On I'll Instagram. have to, you know. I subscribed, or that's not what it's called on that, but I did. I did the thing. <laughs> follow on instagram is it follow it is follow okay. on instagram nice clearly i'm a now an expert grammar tell me about your favorite hashtags <laughs> I, <laughs> what are hashtags for i don't know how to use hashtags and i'm not afraid to admit that okay yeah okay well i know how hashtag, uh, hashtag octothorpe sort of. that's my favorite one that is... that's a that's a good one that is a hashtag hashtag uh, Octothorpe hashtag. All right, now that we've said that, now we say bye again. Bye. Bye. Wait, we should practice if we can get this in like harmony. <laughs> Wait, is this? Are we still recording? No, we bye. can stop, but we should practice. Bye. 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 Okay, all together no. now. <laughs> no. <Bye. laughs> I'm tone deaf, and I can't tell what anyone else's is. <laughs>